Our limitations, self-doubt, and limiting beliefs about ourselves. Why do we give them so much power? I'm Simon Caruso, and this is the Limitless Man Podcast, speaking to those who doubted their own doubts and overcame limitations to pursue their very own limitless potential. Welcome back, guys, to another episode. Today, we're going to talk about high performers. And what separates people who are high performers versus people that aren't high performers. So, you know, if you're listening to this, you might be someone in a job at the moment and you might be seeing people around you getting promoted into different positions. Maybe they're getting pay rises, you know, and you might be thinking to yourself, you know what, I'm, I'm as good as this person. Maybe you're thinking you're better than this person, you know, but the fact is, are they just lucky or are they doing something that's different to you. So today we've got a high performance coach who's spent the last 12 years in this industry, but not only in just high performance, but with a background in sport as well, teaching, personal training. He's even got a background in IT as well. So he's very well rounded. And his specialty or what he specializes in is helping millennials either get a better position or get a pay rise. So it's all about what are these concepts and how can we implement them into our own lives and actually get better results and become high performers ourselves? So Jordan Wilshire, welcome to the Limitless Man podcast. Thank, thank you very much, Simon. And it's an absolute pleasure to be here. And it's, it's great to be able to continue our conversation from before and then provide a benefit yeah. to others. Absolutely. I love this topic, Jordan. It's uh, something that's it resonates highly with me because, you know, I don't consider myself a high performer, but I'm always aspiring to just get better and better, you know, make improvements. And I always question my own abilities, I suppose, and my own input and whether or not there's room to, for improvement, whether or not I could do things differently. And I think a lot of people listening, perhaps they might be thinking the same as well. You know, they might they may be thinking, I've been doing the same thing over and over again and what am I missing here? Because is it necessarily about talent? Could it be about the way you're going about things? Is it about your approach to actually how to complete a task or your outlook in general? But just give the audience a bit of a background because I know you've got 12 years experience, but just paint a picture and tell us how you got to this point in specializing in this high performance business. Yeah, um, just to kind of touch on what you were saying in that last line about the majority of people listening to this kind of being in the same boat, I guess we both are. It's very common for people to want to take that 1% step forward, 1% step forwards. In the last kind of decade or so, there has been that growing hustle culture Yeah, um, that, both you and myself have had to deal with um and what problem i think that's created is definitely this almost like black and white thinking that if i'm not improving then the problems that arise from that are down to me by myself alone um which is a very interesting kind of philosophy and I did when it came to myself and my own journey as well. Um, the problem that it generates is it causes this perfectionism 
almost mentality and where that can cause further issues in your life as well is when you're having that success either in your let's talk work context um you think you're doing really well um you're turning up on time each day um you're putting in that hustle um you're producing work that you think is good but it's not necessarily going the way you want in terms of promotions and pay rises to start with um the impact that perfectionism can have on you is that can bleed into other areas of your life and other areas of you wanting to chase that and it's definitely something that impacted me very early on in my journey in a sense that at one point I was just going progressing 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 brick wall and I don't know about you but when you hit that brick wall for the first time it's a massive challenge to get yourself back up again. Yeah. Um, and really in my own kind of journey through that, understanding how to get up from that barrier was a really massive challenge. Um, in terms of almost how that impacted me, um, going through it on my own, you think you're doing really well, then suddenly brick wall. You might suddenly be out of the job for a certain period of time, not necessarily because of situations that you've done. It may have just been the position where business was at the time or anything like that. There's a lot of outside kind of factors that can impact you. And that's important to recognize in you, your own journey as well. It goes back to. I just ask you, in regards to the brick wall, what does that look like? Is that is that a barrier or an unexpected event, perhaps, or circumstance that's out of your control? And when you make reference to that, are you talking about the brick wall then becoming some level of resilience that you have to develop? Is that something that's important and that would be? a requirement to overcome that barrier and then to move on to the next thing, you know? Yeah. Um, the When I talk about the concept of a brick wall, um, I bring it to like the example that you hear in running a lot, um, in when you're running marathons or things like that. It's a case of you have been working so hard and consistently running towards a goal, but each runner at some point will hit this psychological barrier of my I've given absolutely everything and I've still not finished and reached my goal. Yeah. And in terms of that psychological barrier, that is like you say, the challenge to then, okay, I've now hit this barrier. How can I now get across this? And it's interesting you bring up resilience um, because ultimately when you're first starting your career, you might not necessarily have the experience yet of going through those hard times. Um, so once you do kind of go through, once you get over that psychological barrier kind of once, the, the solution is then understanding how you did that and remembering 
how and why you wanted to get over that barrier for this goal. And that's really where the core concept of my work is with people um, is understanding. Okay. So this person wants this pay rise, but why, what's, 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 what's driving them in the sense that it varies from person to person. And that's where the values embedded methodology that I would design with people is designated to understanding what is their psychological barrier what is their brick wall that they have hit why have they hit it why can they not get ahead of it and understanding how that happens all it can take is just aligning the values to why you're wanting to do this career for instance why you're wanting that pay rise aligning the values alongside the skills that you have um and you can only change yourself with that help i think that was the biggest challenge i had and possibly all of us have is you're trying to do this alone and that was the inspiration as to why i kind of started this is i went through these kind of rigors and challenges yeah alone as such mm-hmm. and it would would have been great to have that mentor coach side by side just keeping you accountable keeping you going yeah. keeping you going forward really and keep supporting you giving you positive kind of phrase um praise even and definitely in my own experience that's been the most beneficial thing and that helps develop the resilience yeah the other thing too when you speak about perfectionism i'm i'm a recovering perfectionist jordan (laughs) i love that what i mean by that is that you know i grew up you know not wanting to make a mistake really you know i always wanted to get everything right the first time and so it's it worked okay for a while. My, I was pretty much a straight A student for a long period of time. But when when it got more challenging, and there was more of a trial and error component, that's where I felt I was, I was found missing. Really, like I didn't have the tools to be able to, to to cope with that, and I would almost be too, I was too scared to make a mistake. So effectively, I wouldn't yeah. actually apply myself at all, knowing that I could potentially make a mistake. Now. This is a real thing. Like, I see this a lot and I think that this is the danger with perfectionism and I believe, and I'd love you to touch on this and high performers themselves, but yeah, my understanding and my learnings are that, you know, you've got to make mistakes. You have to be prepared to sometimes look stupid, look silly, look out of your depth yeah. and put yourself in a situation through courage, having the courage to take some action that you haven't taken before to be able to grow and become that high performer. Now, that took me a long time to get my head around it. And it was so yeah. uncomfortable to be able to move myself from this person that didn't want to make a mistake to this realization that I have to make mistakes. Okay, I've got to fail. And that word fail and the connotation to the word fail is quite a negative one. And I think yeah, yeah. having it's a the, very interesting narrative yeah. alongside the word failure that, 
you're you're very right that's where the problem kind of is in the sense that especially for i guess males like yourself and me Mm. as well as as well as females or anybody who is geared towards wanting to improve themselves yeah um that perfectionism the problem arises like you say you've been a straight a student mm. and i think anyone listening to this can identify a part of themselves in this that you've been succeeding quite a bit so naturally you want to stick to what you've been good at and um, you start to get yourself into that routine almost of okay i do a action i get b result um yeah the when that breaks that system breaks it's what i refer to as a single point of failure um that single point of failure refers to you've been doing your um work like you say you've been a straight a student but then you suddenly come across something that you've not seen before which is perfectly common like you say the lessons you take from being in that situation far outweigh the negatives of initially seeing that situation but to start with it is definitely psychologically challenging in a sense that you're stepping yourself into the unknown Mm. That, that creates fear completely natural but that fear creates a narrative that is different for every single person even though we're talking about perfectionism that narrative is as a result of the different experiences that that person has had the different role models that they've had in their life um how many times they've dealt with this situation before um and really the problem that people do have when we're talking about this kind of concept shift from a perfectionist mindset okay i want to do everything i want to do completely right there's absolutely no room for error i will beat myself up if something goes wrong I will focus on that one mistake, neglect the 99% of good work that you have done mm. and focus on improving that wrong in your eyes. Yeah. That's the narrative that your mind will play on you, especially when you're first starting it. The problem with that is, like you say, it causes you to have that single point of failure where if one thing goes wrong that you've not envisioned or prepared for, the adaptability that you then have to get over that wall is a big challenge. And in terms of my own experience, I kind of resonated with you as you were saying that because I was very similar in the sense that really like, I took my pride in my work and I still do. I view myself as that career-focused person. Um I was very much the same as you. That's why I resonated with it. Like I did not want to see myself fail because I was scared of what other people thought of me. Yeah. Um, which that 
that has an impact on people mm. to you're trying to focus on your own work but then you then start to think of what other people might think of that said work and said result um it causes that self-doubt in your mind and it causes you to really start to doubt other things in your life as well and i think that's the danger of perfectionism in if you view it as a holistic kind of thing then you think oh i really want to improve my career i really want to improve my relationships i really want to improve my family relationships i want to improve my output so i want to improve my running it all adds up and ultimately one break in one area of your life often cascades to other areas of your life as that perfectionist um and definitely that kind of happened for me and i'm sure it kind of happened to you as well like you say you, you took a lot of unlearning and i think the word key there is unlearning because like i say with this culture that we've been in it frames it's very easy to look onto social media check out instagram and see oh, okay if you're not working 10 11 hours a day then you're you're wasting time like you're going to be always be behind this person and the perfectionists in both you and I and the people listening for, Oh no, I need to catch up. I need to, I need to put everything down and do, drop everything and focus on developing myself. But then people that ne necessarily understands where to develop. And that's the, that's the challenge of, I guess, not having someone like yourself and me to yeah. guide because personal development is a messy journey, it's fair to say. Yeah. And really in terms of, I guess, the solution to that, um, to prevent that point of failure, I always go for mentioning 80 20 rule especially when i talk about high performance because even though if you talk about like the narrative you're talking before about failure yeah um you're absolutely right the the key to learning is first bringing out awareness that you don't know something and you only then learn through exposure of that concept and um, let's take an example that i had from a client um where they i won't name them just in case they're listening but it's a case of um they had this situation where they identified themselves as i am this career focused person okay everything that i want to do is geared towards creating this identity of a career focused person um alongside that they really really were conscious and aware of what their manager might think of them what their colleagues might think of them um and this person questioned everything because of that of their own if this action doesn't work out, 
then this person may view me as I'm too loud. I'm too, yeah, too noisy. Like very little things that, um, oh, if I don't get this result, then my manager might not like me. Yeah, um, it causes that kind of doubt. And so how do you overcome solution- that? How do you then step into your own it- potential to go right? This is not serving me. I need to move away from that and into another direction. It it comes from reframing. Um the idea that you you're very right in the sense that first of all you recognize and meet the person where they are. Um as as a coach, that's the first thing I look at is what, what how are they viewing themselves? And often people have got kind of the right attitudes that is like I've got to do this action because this will help me get promotions and pay rises so great fantastic um they're already internally motivated um with that you against you kind of mentality it understanding how they are talking to themselves becomes part of the solution that's what i talk about in terms of reframing yeah so often people if they stop for a second and almost listen to their mind or refresh back to their mind where they're in a challenging situation their mind's often telling them oh if you do this xyz will happen the solution i often give people is to flip that and try and turn that into a positive for example oh if i do this action then my manager won't like me yeah i flip that and ask the question what if your manager really likes you, for instance? Or what if this action gets you a result that makes you stand out? Yeah. Because you're doing something different. Yep. And that's the kind of the key solution with this person and any person that I've had success with. Once they've kind of understood that the mind is the biggest kind of critic, mm. inner critic that no one else can be once they give life to it by communicating it it takes away less power yeah and then you can start to challenge that way of thinking and present an alternative solution really to your thoughts Mm. and it's almost then a case of okay instead of my mind's telling me okay option a is to view the worst if case scenario i'm going to take path b which is okay even if this doesn't work out i would have learned x y z which will then help me in the if i ever see this challenge again in the future and that's kind of how you solve it really is understanding what internal narrative is driving you or putting you down giving it life put it putting it down on a piece of paper on say this if i paint an image of on the left sides you've got all of these different faults mm. draw, draw a, a line in the middle and then on the right side what would the positive version of that sentence be yeah and that's then that's then one tactic for you to 
start to break out of that perfectionism because you can you then understand that okay even if i do fail i will take xyz out of this situation which will allow me then to push forward if this situation occurs again yeah it's uh it's so relatable what you're saying and that's the self-talk that's so critical and the reframing of your own mind when you're actually ready to make or do something that you haven't done before, something that you might be afraid to do, which brings me to my next point, which is yep. the dreaded, well, not dreaded, but the comfort zone and getting out of that, you know, getting out of your comfort zone. Now, I would say, and pull me up if you look at this differently or you have a different view on this, but I would say that sure. any time you're going to do something different or put yourself in a situation that you haven't been in before or take some form of action that you've never taken before, then it's not going to be nice in terms of you're going to feel anxious, you're going to feel a little bit uneasy about what you're about to do. And so with the clients that you just spoke about then, you know, the one person that is not entertaining the the upside, you know, the what can go right, so they're focused on what can go wrong. So there's a lot of inaction in case it goes wrong versus the other person who goes, okay, look, Jordan's spoken to this person. Yep, this could go right and this is potentially what could happen. Your manager might like this situation or this outcome. Now, in saying that, that's fine and that's great to reframe that for the for the client, but the comfort or being uncomfortable I think is a prerequisite, getting a little bit uncomfortable and yeah. taking some form of action that you haven't done before. I don't think that's exclusive to anyone. And when I started to actually try and make some changes with myself and I felt that discomfort, I, I thought for a point that was exclusive to me and that, and I would watch other people. My perception was that's easy for them. You know, yeah. like, yeah, a person doesn't feel uncomfortable like I am. So can you give me your thoughts on that? Because I'm a believer that each and every one of us has to learn to embrace discomfort. Yes. And the threshold is going to be different for everyone. I understand that, but some level of it initially to then step into something that we haven't stepped into before. What do you think about that? Yeah. Um, it's kind of bring you back to kind of that notion of you're talking about the idea of taking back control. Yep. And it's a very powerful emotion that you we're talking about here in the sense that for people to understand that they are feeling very stressed and they're feeling overwhelmed is understanding what's caused that and it does go back to that idea of you're letting your work life control you and you're being affected about the events that are happening that feel outside of your control that you feel like no matter what you're doing, this event is happening. Um, let's say for example, that you're dealing with a very difficult customer. You're trying to do everything you can to make that person happy. However, they're just not buying it. They're just for different reasons outside of your control. You can't help this person. Um, What that then causes is like a cascading effect is, okay, I can't then control that. So that means I then can't control 
other things in my mind. And I think going back to what you were saying about that idea of being proactive, definitely I completely agree with you in the sense that when I was looking at it through my own journey, you're right. It seems much easier for others to to be doing it. You're looking alongside and they're being almost amazing in comparison to what you view yourself. Yeah. In the sense that, oh, this person's like completely confident, completely controlling themselves, completely calm on the phone, for instance, in this scenario when we're talking to the customer. And they seem to have it all together. They seem to have the answers. What am I missing? Um, And you're definitely right. The idea of you have to put yourself in a situation where you are uncomfortable because if you stay kind of if you stay in your comfort zone you start to feel less accountable for yourself um and that is definitely kind of something that i think we can all kind of relate to in one moment of our lives where we've perhaps been doing something for a long time um it starts to become very easy just to fall into routine and think, okay, I'm doing this action. I'm getting this money. I'm going home. <laughs> I'm turning up again tomorrow, doing yeah. the same action, getting yeah. this money. Um, the reason why that happens so often is because that's the easy option in the sense that it's not causing you that much overwhelm. It's not causing you that much stress or anxiety because okay. you've been in that situation before. Yeah, it's easy. Ironically. Yeah. Yeah. Beginning something new again. Yeah. To, to causes that stress and overwhelm that, especially if you're not used to it. Yep. Can cause, can cause that stress and overwhelm. And it becomes... Yeah, sorry, um, I just want to jump in. Is that is that a difference? Like, if you want, if you're listening to this and you want to make more money, or you want to get that promotion, so and you're yeah. watching other people sometimes in your workplace, and you think, how the hell can this person get promoted? And in some cases, you, you know, you might look at them and go, they're not as talented as me, or they're not working as hard as me. But are they just lucky, Jordan? Or are they doing something different? And I know luck can play it. Sometimes you can be in the right place at the right time. But yeah. generally speaking, what are they doing different? Like, What's one thing that you've seen from your experience that someone that continues to be able to break through and get that, that promotion or, or just break through to get that thing that they want? Not necessarily. But it could be something else. Maybe, maybe not the promotion, but whatever it is that they're striving to do. What's one separator that's clear and consistent that you've seen that you could actually share with the audience here. Yeah. Um, I've, I've definitely in my experience been lucky for my coaching journey as well of being able to be in the position to almost be a recruiter in, in some sense. So what people can do to stand out is highlighting and creating that visibility of what you're doing because ultimately when if we're talking about that stage where people are going for these interviews to get pay rises and promotions often everyone in that 
list of candidates has a good attitude, has turned up on time each day, yeah. um, is doing it. What I concern is like, what I consider is like the foundations of career development is turning up on time, being a good influence on your team, mm. being helpful with your teammates. What we should be doing, um, like, really. What, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You'd, you'd be very surprised. Like, there are still <laughs> people that are missing some of those foundations yeah. For, yeah. For, ex, for different life reasons or different experience reasons, age reasons. Um, and the big thing that kind of stands out at that stage is your output. And if I bring it back to the idea of visibility, is you want to be able to tell people what is it that you have actually done? Why did you do it? And what's the benefit of it? Because yeah. definitely in organizations, there has to be that business benefit. Mm. And I, I know plenty of people um, that are absolutely great at what they do but they don't shout enough about it. Yeah. Yeah. And nobody's going to do that shouting for you unless you have a one in a million manager who is yeah. already kind of doing that sort of thing. But then again, that goes back to the idea of things outside of your control. Mm. I've had managers in the past, for instance, that have been absolutely great to my face. But then say they depart, I then come back and speak to a different manager. And then I hear they've been saying completely different things mm. to senior people. Yeah. And I was thinking, so what's the problem there? <laughs> what? Yeah. And then I understood it's visibility, mm. um, especially for your, I guess, introverted kind of people. You go into work, you work as hard as you can. You don't necessarily want to take the spotlight as such you're very happy to let others do that but yeah. ultimately ultimately that visibility is so key um and putting yourself in a position to suggest ideas to improve the business can help with that visibility yeah so just being comfortable with well a pumping up your own tires a bit like i've got a mentor that says to me all the time, you know, you don't sell yourself enough. Like, you know, you've got to yeah. up. Like, don't be so. Don't hold yourself back. He'll say, you know, you've got to. It's your time to actually promote yourself and and show what you can do. And part of me, especially growing up, I didn't believe in doing that. You know, I believed in being yeah, and or what my definition of what I thought was humble, and just putting my head down and working hard. But you know, over the years, as I've gotten wiser, I completely understand what what that concept means of, of pumping up your own tires and you can still be humble about it. There's no reason to have self-assurance yeah. and confidence within yourself, be humble, still be open to learning new concepts, new ideas, listening to people, but having that, that self-confidence to actually share your ideas and to say, look, this is what I bring to the table. And I think that that was awesome that you highlighted that because I think for many of us, we don't do that. We don't actually, or we're just too fearful. We're too scared to 
tell people in no uncertain terms, look, this is what I'm doing. This is what I bring. Yeah. And there's, nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, I think and you get comfortable absolutely. with that. That's when you're going to really give yourself the, the best opportunity. Genuinely, like in terms of if I give you like an example from one of the clients I've had, they had an interview and it didn't go well. Mm. And that was part of the learning, I guess, because they've done all of those things right. But then actually in their own minds, they've let themselves down. Fast forward six months, for some reason that um, the job that they went for, the person that was in it, vacated it. Mm. They were first in line. Yeah. They got a call straight away. Do you want the position? Mm. And it's because they put themselves in that position to start with of being a bit brave, going for an Because yeah. it is brave to put yourself forward. I think it takes courage, Jordan. Tremendous Absolutely. Like I said yeah. before, you know, it's uncomfortable. Like it's not going to feel natural because we haven't done it before. Yeah. We haven't done something before. It's going to be, we're not going to be coordinated at it in a sense. We're going to feel like we're stumbling our way through it. And that's the challenge. And that's the perfectionist mentality challenge. Exactly. Going, you know, that's, we're going to get past that. You know, we're going to put that aside here because. Really, in order to get to another level, we've got to do something that we haven't done before. And I think that that's one it's of the ways is, is yeah. by, by doing that. Yeah, just by putting yourself forward. Like, there's, 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 the opportunity to be seen, yeah. Yeah, and there's a very, like, if I go back to my um, almost learning and development days, there's a very common saying in the sense that your first attempt at trying something is just to get it done you're going to feel so scared potentially so overwhelmed potentially yeah but you've got to get through it you just yeah. got to get through it kicking and screaming if you need yeah. to but you just got to get through it second time yeah yeah second you then go back because sometimes what happens is people go through that first stage and think that was absolutely terrible mm. I'm not going to touch it again. And then the learning ends. Step two is going back towards it, going through it again. To almost accept that actually, I've seen this before. Yeah. It's not that bad. Step, then you go back again, step three. Then you can understand actually, do you enjoy this or not? Mm. Because you would have then learned, I think, that idea of enjoying it, if we go into like passion for a, a second, almost the narrative out there at the minute is you got to find your passion first and then do the work. Yeah. And I think what I've found in coaching my clients and also my own journey is the work comes first, passion comes later. Yeah. After doing the work. So, like you say, you have to go through those instances of where it's uncomfortable. Yep. To then find actually over time, one, you may really enjoy it. Like that happened for me um, when I got promoted myself. I I really liked the, the level of the job I was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, going back to the idea, I was kind of very comfortable. Um, I was working my eight hours. I was getting my results. I was getting my incentives. I could go home quite happy. Yeah. But an opportunity came up because one person left 
And I interviewed it before, but didn't get it, for instance. Um, for different reasons, um, they actually, for context, they held the position, so they didn't actually offer it to anybody. Mm. They then just did a second round of interviews months later, which you never, going back to that idea of putting yourself out there, you never know where it can lead. You just got yeah. to be positive about it and put yourself forward. And honestly, when I first got, was going for that job, I was thinking, that this isn't for me, but I'm going to go for it yeah, and see what it's like. Because you want to create in your mind a win-win situation. Mm. The win, the win for me was, if I don't get it, I'm going to learn what I did potentially wrong so that if there is an opportunity that does come up that I do like in the future, I would have had the interview experience to understand how to put my answers in a structure and what it potential interviewers may be looking for. And actually to understand, do I actually like this area of work? Yeah. And at the very worst, I'll just go back to earning my incentives mm. um, and continue getting that money and win-win. Yeah. The second half of that happened where I got the role was one week into it thinking, oh my God, I'm completely out of my depth. Um this isn't for me. What have I done? I've left my comfort zone. <laughs> Fast forward that three weeks and the narrative changed to it's the best decision I ever made. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Yeah. And I want and to use this example I, too because, guys, the podcast you're listening to now, when this comes out, this is probably going to be episode 30 or 32 or 33 maybe around that. And, you know, when I had someone help me start this, if you go back to episode one and two, like I was stumbling my way through everything. And I remember the person said, look, you're going to suck, Simon. Like, just get over it. Like, it's not going to be yeah. great initially. Just focus on getting it done. Put yourself yes. out there and do it and just pat yourself on the back for having done it, you know. Now, this is episode 32 or 33. And if you're listening, you, you still might think I suck, right? But in another 30 episodes time, right? And I feel like I've progressed in the, in, the, in the 30 or so episodes I've been doing this. But again, it's going to get more refined as I go over the journey. And it's definitely become more more comfortable for me, even though it's still uncomfortable at times, depending on who I'm talking to and some, and some of the questions and some of the feedback I'm getting as well and, and how I'm trying to sort of steer the podcast. But I mean, it's it's the same concept. It was I was terrified. And now that I've done it... I, you know, quite a few times, I feel like I'm starting to build some confidence behind it. Yeah. And now I feel, okay, maybe I can actually, maybe I can do this. And I feel like it was a great decision now to start that because I get to connect with people like yourself and I've met people from all over the world. It's been amazing what this has brought in the short time that I've done it, you know, so. And, And it's very interesting because at that moment when you first started it, you were probably thinking, what if this doesn't work? What if this doesn't work? But going back to the idea of reframing again, yeah. you were probably thinking of those benefits. Like I could speak to yeah, so many people. I could make that impact. And to be transparent and honest, guys, it took me about two or three years from when I thought of starting it to when I did. Okay, so... Um, like it was, It took me that long to actually change my thinking. And... If I had coaches, if I actually got 
the co- consistent coaching, I would have done it sooner. But I sort of pulled away from there was a period where I sort of was around the right people and then I pulled away and that that this is what I want to ask you about next. It brings me to my next question. But what sure. I found was it was the proximity, it was the circle of people I had around me that almost like a magnet, Jordan, it just sort of drew me over the line and it's almost like an yeah. energy force, you know, they, that you can feed from them and, and if you can find that, find your tribe, find your circle, find the right people to influence you that uh, have walked that path that you're, you're seeking, that you're actually on the way to, to trying to break through to, I think that's critical. And initially I didn't think it was critical. I thought it was sort of maybe necessary, but yeah. now I know it's an absolute necessity to hang around people who are doing that very thing that you're trying to aspire to be. Yeah, because that's ultimately the, the solution to the, the problem. And the problem being that to take these steps sometimes is uncomfortable is you don't know the way forward. You don't feel confident going forward. You may feel like it's going to do you're doing the wrong action. You're going the wrong way. Mm. Um, you might not be, but you think you are. Um, and it causes this almost like nagging self doubt. And just to go, for myself um go and having that mentor of influence like i definitely hold a lot of the success i have now down to the decision i made to invest in a confidence coach because mm-hmm. definitely being the perfectionist i still have this the being the perfectionist i am my confidence and can sometimes go up and down up and down often in the same day to be honest and it's a case of until i took that step to actually understand okay the the sum of the people around you is ultimately the habits that you're going to pick up um so at that point in my life i had nobody kind of around me who was knowledgeable in that self-talk so I think one key thing people can do is the idea of taking that control. A lot of the progressions and breakthroughs in my life have started because I've brought that awareness to actually what is it I need and sought and looked for it. Like I seeked out this person very deliberately in the sense that he gave me exactly what I needed. Yeah. which was the tools and the almost the belief that another person can have a belief in me Yeah, to then go through and yeah, break that's through. Mate. That, that's, sometimes that's enough to get you started, the fact that you can see someone actually believes in you to develop mm. your own belief. That's what I found for me. Would you agree with that? Would you, would you agree that sometimes it's, when you feel that, that this person's got so much belief in me, then you start it, to pressure so your powerful. own belief, you know, your own why did I believe I wasn't capable of doing something? This person clearly believes I can go from where I am to where I want to be. And that, to me, is also a huge reason why it's so important to get around these people yeah, that are high performers. They're, they are. They're high-performing individuals who... They are, yeah. Who think differently. It's, it's unbelievably powerful that I... 
don't think I think you can appreciate that until you have gone through that, actually felt that wave of internal belief arise because someone has verbally um, given you that consistent praise, feedback, what you can do better, reminding you of your wins so far. I didn't I didn't realize the strength of it mm. until I went through it myself. Yeah. But then the key if I go back to the learning and development of yourself to complete that because often what people do is they gain all of this information that can help yourself. Yeah. They file it away somewhere and don't action it. Yeah. And if we're talking about that belief, it's unbelievably powerful mm. when you give that belief to other people and watch them grow. Yeah. Because it it has that kind of ripple effect mm. in the sense that your men your person in your sphere of influence has given you that belief. That's yeah. impacted your friends, your career, your family, your yeah. own well-being. You then give that and help others with it, with that same belief. And you watch them have that positive impact in their yeah. career, have that impact with their friends, have their family, their well-being. That's ultimately why I started this, mm. um, was to have that help others mentality to watch them have that positive ripple effect and that's kind of what gives me the biggest strength to watch that person grow from week one version of themselves to even to even week three of themselves and you see the difference and then week three of themselves is completely different again to week five yeah and then Fast forward two months, that person is, they've come on leaps and bounds and often people don't realize it unless someone is actively pointing out, hey, let's let's give yourself a bit of credit here. Mm. Like you've started something, you've been diligent, you've been disciplined, you stayed through the ups and downs, which is another topic. Um, You've built up that resilience and hey, you're getting these results now. This is the impact that you're having towards your own well-being, but also to the wider business. Yeah. These are the skills that you've developed. These are how you can apply those skills to get to the next level. Here's how you can develop those skills to get to the next level. If you add these skills, you can develop to the next level. And that's ultimately how... I guess you can progress is having that kind of sphere of influence of people around you for different kind of things. Like I say, from from my own story, I invested in that confidence coach. Mm. Um, Other times I've had really lucky managers who have built development plans for me, talked me through it. Um, Other times I've not. So then it's the case I've then, rely on generating that feedback loop for myself yeah and 
it's I can do that, I think, because of the experience I've had, like I said, 12 years into this. Within my first three years, I couldn't do that. Yeah. So that's amazing, man. Def- yeah. It's definitely like in terms of like the development, once you realize actually you are in control of all of these things, all you need sometimes is someone who actually believes in you. Yeah. That's ultimately why I started this as well. Yeah. Away from the pressures of if you don't hit this bottom line for me, unlucky like (laughs) like it's a case of sometimes organizations can be like that yeah i wanted to separate myself from that we're we're aiming for high performance absolutely yeah we're aiming for payments payments Um, aiming for promotions and pay rises Mm. absolutely but like you say i think one people forget one thing people forget about is the compound interest of actions yeah like you say you in your story just then mm-hmm. your podcast one yeah is going to be you'll be looking at that and thinking okay that was good for me to get started you're on podcast now 13 you're thinking oh, oh i've taken that much yeah. step forward yeah and it will be the same again when you get to podcast 60 yeah you're right um yeah. and that's that having that long-term i guess vision but also the patience mm. and the consistency to go with that is another thing that can get you that progression that you want yeah yeah, yeah couldn't agree more sure. man i always ask my guests to finish up as one final question about the term being limitless this is the limitless man podcast is a bit of a metaphor but it's really about overcoming limitations stepping into your own limitless potential and actualizing that potential not just realizing it but putting it into practice having a plan and then you know going for it but what what would you or how would you classify the term limitless what does it mean for you jordan to be limitless it i personally find it quite powerful and i love the idea of being limitless because it for me creates that positive narrative that if you're conscious about what you're doing and you accept that there will be ups and downs but ultimately you are happy Mm. then the possibilities that you can create with those actions are endless and limitless and there are so many different ways in which you can positively impact through mm. your career um yeah for me i love the creativity behind it because i think that's an opportunity for you. going back to sometimes the problem that people can have is that standing out element of it the idea of being limitless is there are so many possibilities mm. that you can take an existing idea and just tweak it to fit your own authenticity. Yeah. Um, absolutely nothing wrong with that. Um, stepping out to be in that authentic person. That's for me is a powerful identity to be kind of limitless because once you do that, then I truly believe that it is so powerful for your career 
mm. that it does create opportunities that you wouldn't have foreseen before just because you're your own self version of yourself confident i didn't say that very well but i think if people got that one and in terms of that you have that inner self-confidence that inner self-belief that you have skills you have successes you can map out any future that you want to which i think is powerful in itself Mm -hmm. like the idea of being limitless is pulling the brakes off you know Mm -hmm. taking the training wheels off the car and actually sitting down with a piece of paper and just writing Mm. what skills do i have where could it go how can it benefit people and start to really start to plan out kind of that way yeah awesome man yeah love it it's it's powerful for sure it is yeah well that's why i started this this metaphor, this concept is because I wanted to explore my own limitations and step into what I didn't believe was possible initially for me and continue to grow every day and learn. And I wanted to talk to other people like yourself and get their perspective, get their understanding and their stories and how they've been able to overcome similar situations, sharing that same concept of stepping into the unknown, stepping into and challenging what they believe is possible themselves. So Man, I thank you so much for for coming on and joining us. Like, what's the best way people can hit you up and find you if they want to actually reach out to you, mate? Yeah, um, mainly there's kind of two ways. Um, really, at, at at this point, I guess for millennials who have listened to this, yeah, who feel they have been stuck in their career for years, um, it's kind of all the concepts we've talked about today affects so many different people um and ultimately what my clients go through is they with the support that we've talked about that sphere of influence they look inwards and together we use and create the values embedded methodology that my program brings um this allows that person to then take the steps to identify where they can make the most impact, going back to that idea of visibility we talked about, um, to the point where often you want to create that impact where actually managers are begging you to take that pay rise to stay. Mm. And the impact kind of having that control over your career can have is astronomical. And all it can take is aligning what you value the most with the work that you're doing. And if someone here wants to listen to this and think, that's for me, this is exactly what I need. Um, I can show them what to do in just 20 minutes when we go through a call. And the best way we can do that is going to jordanwilshire.com. Yeah. And they're able to see my website they're able to click and book in the time and we are able to really get into the nitty-gritty of that person's situation if they um want to work with me further than that great if not um what i intend to do in that call is to give them at least one solution 
So at least they go away with something. Um, but then if they want to take that further, that's great. We can then take that forward. Um, the second way is I have got the idea that for success in your career, instead of goals, you need systems. And I have an introduction to that concept in the form of a freebie. It's at jordanwilshire.com forward slash freebie. And where you go to there, you are able to download this introduction to that concept. And you're able to then start to interact with me through my email mailing list. Mm. And through there, the benefit I have from people through in there is going back to what you were saying is that my almost ecosystem starts to grow based on the the feedback that I get from my people. It's a very interactive tribe that I'm trying to create. Okay. Um, and that's one way if people are not at this stage comfortable with taking that call, yeah, they can go through the email. But likewise, if people are feeling, yes, I absolutely need this. This is what I want. All we've got to do is click the book call and we can get that started for you. Excellent. Well, there we have it, guys. So, yeah, that's the wrap. That was awesome. And, yeah, I certainly got, you know, plenty out of that that resonated with me. And, look, there's no doubt that there's a lot of pointers there and people can take this on board and, and do what they want with it. But, Jordy, look, thank you so much for joining us. And, yeah, we might have to do another one where we sort of just focus on maybe one or two areas of the high-performing yeah. topic, you know, because we could really talk all day about this. This is we've just we, we could, yeah, really yeah, definitely, because, definitely get in touch, guys, for you guys listening yeah. to because because I'm very much, I think we both kind of enjoyed that conversation, and and you're right, yeah. there's definitely different elements we can really delve into, so definitely get in touch and. Yeah. If you like elements of the episode, what do you want to learn more about? What do yeah, you want to comment, guys. Put, put a comment, yeah. in, like, is there something specifically, if I get enough feedback, I'm happy to sort of just do something based on one or two particular things, whether it's, you know, your goal setting, is it you're trying to link your career to a purpose maybe or trying to find uh, some clarity perhaps maybe you're not you're unclear what it is that you're, you're trying to do with your life maybe you're sick and tired of doing the same mundane thing all the time maybe you're looking at a completely different career maybe you're looking at just the promotion and how to actually put things in place to get that promotion but whatever it is if something resonates with you based on our discussion today feel free to leave the comment and yeah i'll definitely respond and get back to you um, on either it doesn't matter which platform it is but yeah we'll uh we'll definitely keep that open and we'll see what the future brings geordie so thanks again for joining us and no worries it's been yeah. a pleasure yeah awesome yeah. thank you very much thank you thank you as well thank you so much for listening guys if you got value from this please give us a like and a subscribe and also share this with someone who you think may benefit having listened to it as well I wish you all the very best in chasing what is your own version of your limitless potential.